welcome to Base Camp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, listeners. I hope you're all doing well. I received a text message from a friend of mine that had a little list of right livelihood principles, and I read through it and immediately wanted to do an episode about it. When you make a weekly 30-minute show, it turns you into someone that makes fast, creative decisions. I don't have a ton of episodes in the pipeline the way some podcasters do. I'm sort of a shoot it and upload it now sort of guy. I tend to find stuff and then turn it into content quickly, sometimes like the night before the show is due. I think this has been a blessing as I know some podcasters who labor over their episodes for weeks on end trying to get it just right. I just don't have the temperament for that. So I'll see a meme or I'll read an article or somebody will send me something and I'm off and running. I try to make it good, pull the trigger on publish, and then move on to the next episode. It's also interesting to me that podcasters rarely have time to listen to other people's podcasts. Isn't that funny? All the podcasters I've interviewed and spoken with all tell me the same thing. They're too busy making their show to listen to much else, such as the creative life at the microphone. My guest today is my good friend, Chris Beatty. He's a man who walks the talk and someone I can always count on. Let's go have a conversation with him about skillful living. Chris has been a computer engineer for the last 25 years. Finding that the stress and rigors of 12-plus-hour workdays was taking a toll on his health, Chris decided to apply his engineering skills to improve his life, becoming a biohacker of sorts. Books, podcasts, doctors, medications, Eastern medicine, Chris has explored and experimented far and wide. His personal mission and passion is to help others to find their most enlightened, capable, healthy, and happy version of themselves. Here is my interview with Chris Beatty. All right. I am here with my friend, Chris Beatty, biohacker, technologist, new warrior, Chris Beatty. Well, not new warrior, but you know what I mean, Chris. Not um, yet. Well, yeah. Welcome. Welcome to Basecamp. Welcome to Basecamp for Men. It's great to have you back on the show. Thank you so much, Tony. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, it was, you know, I thought of you, I got, I got a, a little list from a, a good friend of mine. He sent me this uh, six right livelihood guidelines, kind of a Buddhist little list. Okay. And said, you know, I think this would make for a great show. And and I thought the same thing. And I one of the things I know you're you're getting ready to maybe you're going to be starting your own pod here, hopefully in the next what maybe six months or so. Coming up, uh, hoping by January. Hoping by January. And one of the things I want before we get into the list and talking about it is one of the things I love about podcasting is that it can come from any direction. Like you don't need to, you know, for anybody that's starting a podcast or doing a podcast, one of the things I love is how dynamic and fluid it is. So my friend Jeff sent me this literally a week ago and I just went, huh, I'm working on a solo episode. I don't really have something coming up. Let me do this. Cause this looks really good. And, and so I just, it's one of the creative things I love about podcasting is how many different directions inspiration can strike from. And you don't really need that much to make an episode. You need a few things that are relevant to your listeners and a good guest and boom, you, you can just roll with it. So I just wanted to start with that. Yeah. And so the, 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 the list is six right livelihood guidelines. And another way to say it would be maybe six, uh, six principles of skillful living. And I'm going to read them off and then we're going to break them down and talk about them. So the, the six are consume mindfully, Number two is pause, breathe, listen. Number three is practice gratitude. 
Number four is cultivate compassion and loving kindness. Number five is discover wisdom. And number six is accept constant change. So I'll tee up the first one. So the first one is consume mindfully. And they have, they have three um, um, subheadings. And those are eat with awareness and gratitude. Pause before buying and seeing if breathing is enough. And the last one is pay attention to the effects of the media you consume. So I'll hand it over to you. And, and I guess my question is, do, it, do these uh, resonate with you? And, and kind of what is your edge? Like maybe what are you not doing that you're like, oh, I could do more of that or I could practice mindfulness on one of those clearly? 100%. This, this occurs to me in a lot of uh, different ways uh consume mindfully i mean just initially you go to like dietary thoughts you know sure. uh you know i myself you know quite frankly my relationship with alcohol is perhaps could use some uh, s- some attention um mm-hmm. it's one of those things where i feel like i'm doing myself a discredit um and then just basic dietary choices you know what are you putting fresh clean right from the source type of foods into your body to fuel yourself appropriately, or, you know, you stop in at McDonald's. Um, mm. And those, you know, obviously I have some, some areas for improvement and this, this does speak to me. Um, I'm very interested in the last bullet point, especially in, yeah. you know, the current day and age that pay attention to the effects of the media you consume. I have so many friends right now that um, I understand it's, it's been fairly divisive in the last number of years, um, but the number of friends that continue to be deeply involved in watching the news and following mm-hmm. up on it and screaming about it on social media, and it's like, what, mm-hmm. what are you changing? What are you doing? Because yeah. I feel like the only people they're changing are themselves and their family with this anxiety and stress that they're bringing into their homes and introducing. Mm-hmm. So I would love for people to, to, to really think about that and myself as well. I could be better about it. I, I certainly have been the jerk on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you really look at it, are you mindful about it? Does it matter? Is it impacting your, your livelihood positively? Yeah, a, that's a great a for pause. That's great. I mean, I was, uh, I was having a conversation with my spiritual teacher, Patrick. Um, and I was talking about this very thing about the media. And he was saying, he was saying, I don't, I don't look over there at what's going on. You know, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I would just, I don't want to tell you what to do. But he said, I would be very careful with the company that you keep. And he didn't mean people. He meant the company I'm keeping in my head. You know, and, and so, you know, a little bit from him goes a long ways. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, I'm, I probably got my note, my nose in too much stuff and maybe it's not the best thing for me. Uh, and the other thing I wanted, that's kind of a funny one is the eat with awareness and gratitude. I don't do that. I like scarf down my food. I'm like the worst, <laughs> like ask my son and my, my wife, they're like, I wolf it down. It's embarrassing. Actually, you know, it's like, I think it's from years of like working in restaurants and bars where you're like, okay, I've got five minutes to eat, you know, this yep. and time is money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, whenever I'm with people that uh, say a blessing before their meal or say grace, I'm always kind of touched a little bit. Like it's seems like it's a really way to bring mindfulness to the meal. And I'm always kind of a little bit like, why don't I do that? You know? And, (laughs) and so I I think there's an edge there for me to slow down, particularly around mealtime and to perhaps give thanks for the food, right? That's uh, fascinating. You just immediately made me think of something different because I I become very uncomfortable. Uh, I'm not particularly religious myself, and I become yeah. very uncomfortable when people pray before meals. But the way oh, yeah. that you just framed that in terms of you know taking time to be present and to be aware and be thankful for the bounty in your life is like 
Oh, maybe, uh, huh. Yeah, I've been at tables where it where they they're basically giving thanks for the food for the farmers that grew it. They go that direction more. I like in their that. expression of gratitude, and it's like, oh, that's really yeah. kind of humble and of the earth, and thank you for this, you know. And so it's a little bit different. So that's a bit of a light bulb um, moment. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll let you take number two. Yeah, number two. Uh, pause, breathe, and listen. And those subtitles are when you feel compelled to speak in a meeting or conversation pause. Breathe right before entering your home, play of work or school, and listen to the people you encounter. They are Buddhas. So uh, what what does that speak to you? Well, I think of the three, the one I'm doing on a regular basis, I do think I listen to people that I encounter as if they're teachers of mine. Yeah. I think I do give people space to show up, even people that are ranting, raving. I, I'm pretty good there. <laughs> I don't ever like really breathe right before I enter home, work, or school, like take a breath and pause. That's something that would be new for me to try that to see if that has any kind of impact. Um, and the one that I'm that is is pausing before I speak, um, that I don't really do. And in fact, I do the opposite. I try to get my opinions in there and I try to, <laughs> and you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel you. I, I, I don't get, I don't give space because I, there's a part of me that maybe feels like I'm not going to be heard. So I got to get it in now. And I do yeah. that with my poor wife all the time, <laughs> always kind of finishing Guilty. each other's sentences. <laughs> yeah. And so I think of those, that's the edge for me. Like, can I hold on and give people space, even if they're ranting and not interrupt them um, uh, and give them space, pause before I speak, that would be, that would be more skillful Yeah. me. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, this is a place I could improve dramatically. Uh, I, mm. I'm, I'm going to be real frank, and it's terrible to say, and I hate that people are going to hear this, but a lot of times, I just feel like I'm smarter than the people around me. And shame <laughs> on me for being so damn arrogant. But um, I do. Ooh. I tend, I tend to run over conversations and control the room, yeah. um, and I think I could benefit greatly from yeah. taking a deep breath. And becoming aware of my surroundings and and listening to people and hearing them. Because oftentimes I find if you come to realize what their motivations are, what they have to say, even if you don't like it, is not so threatening. Um, right, right. Yeah, I think I think it's – I'm glad you said that. Thanks for being so authentic about that. But I, th- I also think like it, what's – where it's coming from in me is kind of an insecure small part yeah. that's like, I want to be heard. I've got something to say. It's like, you do have something to say, but you don't have to say it right this second. Like <laughs> it's not going anywhere. Like, you know, it's, so there's this like this sense of urgency and, and part of it just might be, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm a type A, but I'm kind of a hard charger. I'm a little bit high strung. So I'm like always wanting to inject. And, you know, there, there's a part that's a little bit embarrassing about that, but it's just like, eh, that's how I'm wired. And, uh, you know, like, like we were talking about, this is about, you know, awareness and mindfulness on this. Yeah. Got to be authentic. (laughs) Got to be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Number three is uh, practice gratitude. Um, And the subtitles are notice what you have, be equally grateful for opportunities and challenges and share joy, not negativity. How are you doing on those? Boy, do I love this. This is good stuff. Um, I have historically not been great, but I feel like I've dramatically improved. And uh, this is something that I practice on the daily or attempt to practice and be aware of that has really Mm -hmm. improved my quality of life. Um, I am 
I am thankful and blown away, quite frankly, daily with uh, what what I've accomplished in my life and the the quality of relationships I have around me and the opportunities that are afforded to me. Um, and I, I think it's really important uh, to recognize that because it makes it so easy to be delightful and wonderful to people. When mm-hmm. you have that mantra right. of just like, I'm too successful to be upset. Mm-hmm. You can be mm-hmm. genuine and wonderful and thankful with everyone. Um, right. I, I think this is just, this is the meat of, of good being as a person. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's well, and, and one thing I know about you, you're really joyous. You share a lot of positivity. <laughs> you try. <laughs> so you, yeah, you you definitely embody that. I do pretty good on this one. I don't know if I have an edge. Like, notice what you have: be equally grateful for opportunities and challenges, share joy, not negativity. I I can sometimes get a little stressed, but for the sure. most part, for the most part, I think in practicing gratitude, I I don't know where I picked it up but maybe just cumulatively in the lessons and the wisdom traditions that I've explored and the teachers that I've had have left me with just a love of life, a love of people. Um, I count my blessings. Um, it doesn't really matter what kind of money I make or what the status is of my car, all that stuff. I don't really, that's not something that I go, Oh, look what I have here. It's just, it's just grateful to be here and to be able to participate in life in a full hearted way and to have tons of people that care about me and that I care about them. I just feel an immense amount of gratitude just to be alive right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, brother. I love it. Yeah. And you got four. Let's look at number four, cultivate compassion and loving kindness. And our bullets there are notice when help Mm -hmm. is needed and be quick to help. Consider others' perspectives deeply and work for peace at many levels. Uh, Well, so of those three, I think the one I do well is I consider other perspectives deeply. I um, partly from the men's work, partly from maybe doing psychotherapy for so long or landmark or whatever. I, I feel like I do that. I take people's perspectives in work for peace at many levels. I, there's a part of me that's really got my sleeves rolled up trying to have, you know, silos dissolved, but I'm also a little bit of a pot stirrer. Like I, I, I'm kind of an agent of shaking people up a little bit. Because people, you know, I have a lot or some people that are complacent that I'm in conversation with about, you know, they're, you know, they just, well, I'm just going to do fantasy football and I'm just doing this and trying to, I'm one of the things that I do. And one of my missions is to use myth to help awaken uh, the hero's journey in the men that I work with. So that isn't always creating peace. That's sometimes yeah. shaking complacency <laughs> and them going, oh no, you know, whoa, this is a whole different ball game. But the one that I can really, I think, is my edge and one that I could do better is to notice when help is needed and be quick to help. I don't know if I'm being honest if I take that approach. I think you do. <laughs> I think Thank I you. think I I think I may notice, like if it's egregious, of course, I'm yeah. I'm there, you know. But sometimes I think I might notice somebody needs help. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll figure that out. Or maybe somebody <laughs> else is gonna jump in there. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to die, you know, I don't got time, you know, or whatever. Like there's a part of me that's doesn't uh, want to necessarily just jump right in. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. How about you? Uh I feel yeah, this this kind of resonates with me again. Um I don't know where I learned it. It might have been early on with our work. Um yeah. Somebody brought to my attention that the energy I come into a room with is very infectious. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the the bold 
Number four, cultivate compassion and loving kindness. Um, I find that when I walk into a room, irrespective of what's going on in my day, if I get centered and present and I show up and I smile and I apologize how I'm going to say this, but it is how I occur to people in real, real life is, you know, like, yeah. hey, fuckers, how are you doing? Like, it just, right. it it brings some joy and some energy into the room. Um, and you, sure. you quickly can. You recognize your audience at that point and you can start to recognize mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, is Joe having a bad day? Like, what's been going on with him? Um, right. And like you said, starting to notice those things and address it and be compassionate towards people. If you just approach everything in life from a very positive standpoint, mm-hmm. it's uh it's been a big change in my life in the last 15 or 20 years. Cause I used to be a pretty aggressively negative person. Uh, and boy, it is night and day when you, you come yeah. in and, and recognize where people are at and really try to be helpful and positive all the time. I can't picture you being a super negative person. It's a long time ago. Old yeah, Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old, old Chris. Yeah. 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 We all have older versions of ourselves that are not quite carrying the light or, you know, as quite, you know, pro-humanity as we are right now, but absolutely, uh, yeah. But give people so opportunity number, to shine that new light too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So number five is discover wisdom and the subheadings are cultivate. I don't know, or a beginner's mind, or just have curiosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is find connections between Buddhist teachings in your life, or you could even replace Buddhist teaching with wisdom teachings, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And is be open to what arises in every moment. Yeah. Boy, I'm going to tell you, Tony, uh, if I've I've learned anything from you, that uh, beginner's mind and curiosity, uh, you are much more masterful at a lot of things than you give yourself credit for. You're very humble, and it's it's been really enlightening to to watch and to be part of that process um, where you might actually know quite a bit about a subject when somebody confronts you with something that may be challenging to you, and you're just like, all right, well, like, tell me more about it. Like, why do you think about that that way? Um, Thank you. And it's yeah. uh, it's a beautiful tool in life. Um, and I'm I'm a big fan, and I'm learning from you. I would not say that this has been my strongest suit historically. Um, mm. But back to that that last bullet there, the be open to what arises in every moment is back to I think one of these you know core Buddhist teachings. Not that I claim to be a Buddhist, but. Um, yeah. Be open to what arises in every moment. Uh, I, th- I think what they're trying to say there is be present. If you walk into the room with, you know, your finances are a mess and you're you're worried about how you're going to grow your business in the future, you're missing every moment. And you know what? If you get hit by a dump truck that night on the way out of work, man, how much did you lose? Right. And that's, right. that's unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've, it's funny because I'm, you said the thing about beginner's mind and, you know, I'm a naturally intellectually curious person. So I, I'm a voracious reader. I read tons of books and there's a part of me that's sort of filling up my cup with knowledge, but beginner's mind is not about that. Beginner's mind is not carrying anything so that you can arise present without all that, all the stuff. So it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a tricky balancing act for me as uh, I wouldn't categorize myself as an intellectual, but I'm very, very curious and I read a lot. And there's a part of me maybe that wants to know, you know, the mystery of X, you know, and so I'm constantly reading these things, but it doesn't necessarily help me be more present, like you're yeah. talking about, right? It's it's still, am I able to deal with life as it arises? There's a part of my ego 
<laughs> that still has, has yeah. strong prefer still has strong preferences for how life arises for me. In other words, I want to make more money next year than I did this year. I want to do, I want to go over here. I want to go there. So how I want the present moment to show up is me making my way towards the things that I want. And if it doesn't go that way, there's the learning and there's the challenge. Like, well, okay, what happens if some, you know, your present moment is this, what happens if it's that, you know, can you, can you stay alert? And do you lose all of your principles and all of your foundation just because life is not going the way you want it to? Yeah. You know, is there is can you carry grace, the grace of the divine or grace of presence or your humanity, even when, you know, the, the present moment maybe is not what you would think it would be some stellar expression of, you know, your life? You know, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look six. at number six. Uh, accept constant change. Our bullets there oh, is uh, there is no there, subheadings there is no. on this one. <laughs> yeah, there is none. It's just it stands alone. Accept, accept constant, change. constant change. Boy, howdy! Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Please, actually, why don't, you, why don't you jump into this one? Start. Well, I mean that you could probably do a whole episode on this yeah. one. Um, <laughs> in that um, it is the probably the biggest teacher and the biggest struggle. Um, how do you align yourself with constant change? I think there's a part of me that understands this intellectually, but my ego wants to fight it. In other words, let's, yes. you know, I, I have, I, my, my son has gone from two to 10 to he's going to be driving pretty soon. And then it's, he's going to be off to college yep. and it's just like, Oh my God. And when I look back on my life, I see how much different each phase of my life has been like, there's been this principle of constant change has been working itself on me the whole time. And, you know, when I look, I can see, I don't look the same. I don't, uh, my interests are not the same. My taste in, uh, food, like almost everything has changed for me over time. And, you know, I'm going to be 70 or 80 years old, like before I know it, like it's <laughs> yeah, coming for yeah, me you like to, to make, yeah, to make peace with, look, your, your, your ship is moving rapidly. You don't know it because day to day you think everything's the same. And I think a lot of the ways that we grasp at some of these things, it could be drinking, it could be fantasy football, it could be smoking cigarette, whatever. We, we want to hold on to something that's going to not change. And it, you know, the ego, the small part of our ego is constantly like, can I just have a few pieces that aren't going to change <laughs> yeah. throughout this? Cause everything else is changing constantly. Something to count and, on. Yeah. And so this one by itself is the most challenging one um, to accept, to dance with, to embrace, to bring a joyous heart to, because you end up having to let go of so many things. Right. Yeah. So how about yeah. you? Uh, this is uh this is an interesting one for me uh, in the last number of years. Uh, I'm, I'm getting to that age now. I'm in my early 40s where uh, I've got some friends that are passing away. I'm suddenly aware that uh, time is limited. You know, when you're a, a younger person, you know, the world is just possibilities and you can do whatever. Oh, yeah. And then you start yeah. losing people and you start having aches and pains and you go to the doctor and they talk to you about some problems that you have and it's like... Uh, change is something you have to get really comfortable with. And unfortunately, uh, at least for me, it's very uncomfortable. The, the aging process totally. specifically, watching my parents age is is super rough. You know, I've, I've had friends that have been horribly injured um, and are now, you know, unable to physically move themselves around and having to think about that, you know, what would my life be like? But on the same note, 
back to that positivity. You know, you've got to you got to see those silver linings. What are the opportunities that are available to you? What are the lessons that cosmically you're being taught? Um, I would say this one is incredibly challenging for me. It is. Uh, you're you're a little young yet, but you're going to hit a spot. I mean, I could tell you when I got when I went over the fifty hump. Yeah. There's times when I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, who is that? No, I, <laughs> already. Like, like, I see pictures. Who is that old fart staring back to me? Like, what's up with all the gray hair? Like, I'm just like, wow, that is what you're looking like. Hey, now. all right. Hey, you got the gray hair. I've got the the, the missing hair. <laughs> oh my uh, god, it's just it's it's a tough lesson to swallow sometimes. Constant so. change, like we said, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I sent you a little cat cartoon. You and I are both huge cat lovers. Um, yes. <laughs> and I thought I wanted to just touch base with you. And the the cartoon, it was funny. It, you didn't see it, but it had, you know, it had four parts of the cartoon. It was this cat, this cartoon cat that was climbing into a box as only cats can. And it was really slow and taking its time. And on, under each part, it said, there is no past, was under one heading. And then there is no future. The third one was, there is only now. And then as he climbs in and goes to sleep, he says, I might as well try and get comfortable, maybe take a nap. And I thought, you know, this is this is classic cat Perfect. psychology. Yeah. And I just, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, having, how many cats do you have? I've got two right now. Two, same here. So, and so what is it like? What do they teach you? Uh, it's, it's been really interesting as I'm becoming uh, more self-aware as I, as I mature. Um, they're the perfect little canaries in the coal mine. When I come into the house and I'm pissed off and I'm in a bad mood, they scatter. When I'm a super send out and peaceful and lovey, they're just like on top of me and purring and loving I literally, if I just pay attention to them, and what's very important to me about that specifically is my wife and my daughter are very empathetic. So if I come in with negative energy, it dramatically impacts their day and their quality of life. So just getting that quick little sounding board of like, oh, I need to back off the gas. Like I'm, I'm appearing as an asshole right now. Like, yeah, yeah, my cat says so, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, they're never wrong. They're just never wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we comment constantly, Lucas, Lisa, and I about you know. I mean, they're just so loving, but also it's, you know, we we sit we like. Do you think they're teachers? They're ambassadors from another planet. Yeah. We like just do all these strange stuff late at night. You know, they could be ambassadors from another planet coming to scout us out to see if we're ready. You yeah. know, and like we have all these different fantasies that we do, and and they just they're just so present and so relaxed. You know, that's just Boy, like oh my god, the easy relaxed way is best. You know, and just stop pushing so hard and stop you know stop stressing out about stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? it's just like okay. And, you know, he'll, I have the one that'll curl up next to me and I'm like, it's all going to be okay. Yeah, no, literally like whatever's you know? going on here, it's like, yeah. okay, we're good. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. We're so, here. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Love it. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about getting a dog, but, um, do you, do you have a dog or no? I have had dogs in the past. I, uh, yeah. to be honest, I just about refuse at this point. They're not that I, I love children, love them. But if I wanted a child, I would have a child, not a dog. I That's know. my thing. I know, I know. I, we're so pro cat at this point. They're just so perfect. If you want to leave us, for a weekend, know. it's like cool. Put out extra yeah. food and water and have yeah, a good time, they're guys. Good. They're good. Well, and I, and I thought, Chris, I'd, I'd end with just you know, men don't really acknowledge one another. They might pat each other on the back or you know say you know, dude, I, I love you. You know what you did with there, or whatever. But I don't know if I ever hear men really acknowledge one another. And I just wanted to 
to end with an acknowledgement of you. I'll give you the opportunity to do the same to me. Um, and I just want to acknowledge you, how you show up in the world as a man. You're, you're courageous. You lead with your heart. You're really heart-centered. And I just know that you uplift all these environments that you're in, whether they're work, family, uh, it could be at the grocery store. I know you carry this uplifting narrative for yourself and for others. And you're so pro-humanity that I feel an instant, you know, I felt an instant liking to you the moment I met you. <laughs> and I just love how, you know, you're, you scratch the surface on you and you're just like, you're such a pro-human, pro-humanity <laughs> and you're, you're in it for us to win it. And when I say us, I mean all of us. Yeah. And I just adore that about you. And I just, I just respect and love that you bring that to the world. So thank you. And I have a ton of gratitude and respect for you. Ooh. Wow. Uh, I was laying it on there. Thank you. No, it's just, uh, it's, that hits home. It's very emotional. It's, uh, like you said, uh, it's, it's not common. And honestly, yeah. uh, so many thanks to you because, uh, I grew up in an environment where, you know, showing this level of emotion and whatnot was, uh, questionable at, at times. Absolutely. So, uh, it, you know, yeah. you, you brought me into the, the men's work, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, and we've been doing it mm. side by side since. And it's been so inspiring to watch Tony, um, the way that you bring beauty and presence to masculinity. You know, you don't have to be an asshole to be an alpha. You can be genuine and be honest and share differing opinions and you can still love each other and be wonderful. And you can tell a man, Hey, Tony, I love you. I do, man. I really do, brother. I appreciate you. You've shown me so much in life and given me so many opportunities. Uh, I just, I, I, I kind of lost for words, man. It's, uh, it's been such a fun journey and I, I hope we keep doing this for years and years to come. Absolutely. I appreciate the blessing and we got to get your pod going. Yeah, on. it's got to I'm starting to work yeah. on on people that I want to interview, yourself included yeah. and, and names yeah, yeah, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's That's the fun part. Very yeah. much in the development process right now. Are, are you are you partnering with somebody to kind of on the creative stuff or are you just kind of doing your own journaling and just kind of what do I want to create? Are you sharing any um with your family or, or a friend that's like maybe going to help or So uh my wife is very much interested in being part of it and uh, we're exploring Great. that. I'm interested that because we've, uh, as you are aware personally, we've done mm -hmm. a lot of uh, very uh, enlightening work that could be uh, yeah. could be interesting yeah, yeah, for yeah. people to to dig into. Sure. As well as the fact, you know, I, I'm going for a very Joe Rogan esque thing. I'm going to be really honest. I, I want to have these mm -hmm. types of conversations. Just let's sit down and pick a subject. And honestly, I want it to be like my friends coming over for an evening. Let's sit down yeah. around the table. We'll throw on, you know, throw some mics up or whatever. We're going to pick a subject. And we're just going to talk about it. And like, who cares? Yeah. It's going to be a conversation. It might be 30 minutes. It might be three hours and boom, it's done. And if you want to listen to it, great. If you don't want to listen to it, no skin off my back. It's an excuse for me to explore what I'm interested in and share with people that are interested in hearing what, what I might have to say. So that's great. I love, I love the concept. Well, let me know. Uh, I'll be there oh, with yes. microphone yes. as soon as we get that cranking and come back again. Let's do it again. Yes, and, uh, yeah, thanks so much, Chris. Thanks for sharing authentically. And thanks for coming on base camp for a minute. Totally appreciate it. Love it. Thank you much, brother. I hope you enjoyed our time with Chris and found value in that episode. I love the way he shows up as a man. We had a good laugh afterwards as we asked each other, did we get too personal? And we both sort of shrugged and said, fuck it, it's good people hear this stuff. I count Chris as someone I can trust on about 10 different levels. And my blessing to you, my listener, is that you have a man or two in your life who is unafraid of owning up to his shadow the way that Chris models for us. 
It opens up the possibility that we can speak to one another with newfound honesty and courage. It means that we can finally be real with one another. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Basecamp for Men. Basecamp for Men.